On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Hell, you could say that 10,000 times and it know. still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. They're both verbs. It's awesome. Who is talking about you? <laughs> that such always a, kills me. Such an innocent question. <laughs> Welcome back, folks, to the next latest, greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Quentin Crisco. You can find me on Twitter at Buckistats. We are the Shaving Points Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at shaving underscore uh, points underscore pod. That is points as in PTS. I'm joined by my co-host, Jay. How you doing, Jay? Doing fantastic. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmay56. Follow the Instagram, follow the YouTube, follow the Facebook, all the socials. Give us a like, give us a comment, interact with the boys. We're modern and we do the TikTok. We, we, do, we do the TikTok. I know, all, I know everybody we're, loves the TikTok. And we're with it. Yeah. Uh, go to our store shavingpointsmerch.com and you can get some fire hats, hoodies, everything you need for the winter. The beanies are fantastic, especially if you got a big ass head like I do. They fit perfectly. I love them. I got two of them. The mugs are amazing. They look awesome. Um, They're one of those mugs where even like you can give them to anybody and they just look cool and somebody will be uh, very impressed uh, with how it looks and the performance on them coffee mugs is uh, about as good as any coffee mug I've ever used. It's high praise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Man, I, I don't know about you. I was exhausted by the end of this weekend, this past weekend. I, I, I was I was mentally exhausted, but I had so much adrenaline after that Sunday night game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I fell asleep until about 1 a.m. Uh, that was that was the greatest 30 minutes of football I've ever seen that last yeah. three minutes of that game. It just goes to show you how incompetent some other teams are at running a two minute offense because watching the bills and the chiefs just go haymaker for haymaker touchdown for touchdown, 25 points scored in the last two minutes of the game. Plus another touchdown in overtime, 31 points. I had the over. I was sweating it out. Josh Allen throws the touchdown on fourth and 15, gets him in my over. Then the Chiefs go down there and score, and I'm freaking out because they scored too fast. And the Bills go down there and score, and I'm freaking out because the Chiefs are going to win. But I had the Bills bet. So I was like, 
having a I, I was uh, having an internal struggle there, and then with 13 seconds, Patrick Mahomes goes 50 yards, puts him on field goal range. Harrison Butker buries it. What what a freaking game, man! I I couldn't I couldn't believe Pat got got there. I just and I had the Chiefs, so I was happy. Like I said on last yeah. week's, if it if it comes down to a pickup, I'm gonna put money on the Chiefs, and it did right before kickoff. So yeah. I was I was happy about it, obviously. But I just I I, I thought it was dead. Like I had the I over, was, so I was like happy either way. But yeah, I was I was just an absolute shock when on that first down play they didn't run a quarterback draw. Uh, <laughs> they would have never seen it coming. It would have been genius. <laughs> I mean, Dak did it and got 27 yards. Yeah. They should do it every play. Yeah. It's averaging 27 <laughs> yards a play. Can't be stopped. <laughs> and then we might have seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. We better have. We might have seen the last of Tom Brady ever. I'm not so quick on that one. I don't know. We'll see. I think he's been pretty be cryptic. He still hasn't dropped his podcast. He's a, when is been, he? When is Tom Brady not cryptic? True. Yeah, I don't know with Tom Brady. I feel like he could just retire and like not make a big deal about it, and just kind of pull an Andrew Luck and be like, "Hey guys, I'm out," and then we just never hear from him again. I feel like he, if he's going to retire, it's either going to be winning a Super Bowl or failing to win a Super Bowl for the second straight year. I don't think he can go out without knowing that he's not doing it again. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not, though. I mean, sometimes you just get to that point in your life where, you're just done, and he may get Maybe. to that point. You never know. It's possible, but I'm not buying it yet. We'll see. But the, the number's been 45 for the past, what, seven years now since he's been like 38? So, I mean, he's got one more year. Yeah. But, I mean, he'll yeah. be 45 next season, so. Yep. Which is insane. Um, that game was insane. Yeah, I thought – so – in the back of my mind, I kept thinking the Buccaneers are going to pull it off. Yep. And Giselle's then, every, everything it's started bad. falling into their lap. You had fumbles after fumble. Uh, the whole team, like the best players on the team, just coughing up the ball. And you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, like, holy shit, is this going to happen again? If and, Tom Bowles doesn't run cover zero on the last play, I think the Bucs win. If they kick the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and 15 whenever they hit – uh, Mike, uh, Mike, yeah, Evans Mike Evans on that late hit, and it was like the most odd play ever because it was the a most egregious foul. call. Like, I mean, maybe that's the rule book, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, if the ball would have still been in the air when they threw the floor, when he hit him, it technically would have been a first down. But since the ball hit the ground first, the play was over, the play was dead at that point. But, uh, like, wouldn't that mean that it would already be first and 10 for the 49ers? So why wouldn't it be a first and 25 if that's the rule? Yeah, it just – it didn't make any sense. Um, like, 
But yeah, if you and like I understand, there, like so the, the, the spirit of the rule there is that it's not within the action of the play that you know it's a it's a um, unnecessary roughness penalty like a fight broke out on the field you know and that's not yeah. what happened though that's not what it Let, was let's say somebody goes for it on their own seven yard line and they don't get it and you're playing against a guy like Lamar Jackson let's just stop a defensive back just from killing him and taking him out of the game yeah and you go from the you go from the seven to the three and a half yeah like you lose yeah, no, you lose no, yards. no penalty yeah. for the defense. Yeah. At least so. relative to what they can do to like someone on the offense. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I would like to think people have higher character than that, but I mean, you got guys like Nandama can see that like to like stomp on people's face. And I'm surprised he didn't do so. Like I, I thought their D line might start doing something after that, like going yeah. and hitting, Stafford after the ball was dead. I was kind of surprised that didn't happen. I thought Nodomican Sue was going to kill Stafford at one point. Yeah. Or was that Stafford that he was like pointing his finger at and like yeah. had that look on his face like he's like, I've killed before and I'll do it again. Yeah. Yep. I saw That's something terrifying. today that was like Stafford saying, like, I don't know why he doesn't like me. It's like, it's, it, it, Dominican Sue just hates every quarterback. Like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> like, yeah. And those, most D linemen are kind of wired like that. They, they are, they just convince themselves that quarterbacks are Satan and they need to yeah. stop them. How, how long did they play together in Detroit? Like, five long years? time. More than that, I think. Was it, I feel like Dominican Sue was, did it, I didn't feel like he finished out a second contract with the Lions or did he? Was he there he for like finished it out. I think he was there for a while. Like it was more than just his rookie deal. I think. Okay, I couldn't remember because I, I remember when he left, everybody thought he was really good still, and like he's decent. But yeah, I mean, he never. I mean, he was supposed to be what Aaron Donald is. Yeah, I mean, he was in Detroit. He was like he. Oh was, no, he was. He, he was wasn't incredible. Aaron Donald, but he was a top, you know, one yeah. two D tackle in the NFL his whole time I in mean, Detroit. He, he should have won the Heisman. Yeah. And got robbed of it by Mark Ingram. And Mark Ingram wasn't even a top five running back in the country. So, <laughs> um, it goes to show you how good you are when you come second place in the Heisman voting as a defensive tackle. Yeah. And then let's see the Titans game. That one was just a Joe Burrow, man. That's just Joe, Joe Burrow dropping, dropping his nuts on the table saying, I yeah. have arrived. Yeah. Uh, no touchdowns. Got sacked nine times. Threw for three hundred and fifty-three yards. Uh, just ice, ice cold, stone cold killer, man. Uh, Quarterbacks don't get hit like that and win. Like no. that doesn't happen. Anytime he hit, any, great job. Anytime he had a, a second to play the quarterback position, he was hitting guys. Uh, the whole Jamar Chase pick in the first round that everybody was clowning looks pretty freaking good right now mm -hmm. and then they were buried for taking a kicker in the fifth round looking pretty freaking good right now yeah evan mcpherson needs three field goals to break out of Vinatieri's record for most field goals in a postseason that's impressive um, to tie it i believe not break it um one last and, thing i wanted to say or go ahead i was gonna say i love the bengals uh 
I had them on the money line, so that was nice. Uh, went three and two on the weekend, but my two-unit play on the Packers loss uh, basically broke even, hitting Bengals money line and losing the Packers. So yeah, I ended up at three and three, um, including the Kansas City play, which I gave out on here. If they came down to a money line to yeah. pick them, pick them, and they came out right before half, and I picked them. So. Keeping that in there. Um, actually, I forgot to mention my teaser last week. I realized today I had oh, a yeah. teaser on the picks I sent to Cupcake, and it hit. But I forgot to I forgot to mention it. But including both of those, I went three and three. Um, I would ever. And I was on like a half a unit, I think, in that. But if you followed our Twitter account, I put out all my player props, and I made up that half unit with those. And a little extra, I think. So yeah, I took um, uh, I took Dylan for anytime touchdown score. I think he was plus two forty. So that was a nice little hit. I only had a half unit on it. I almost sprinkled a first touchdown on him, which I think was like plus eleven hundred, which would have been real freaking nice. Dude, but. that's the wildest thing about that Packers game to me. They went down, got that touchdown to start. The never did it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, and then if the 49 like so when the 49ers block the punt, if for some reason they don't make it in the end zone there, I don't know if they get a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, and they, that one on the game and the block fogel, block fogel and block punt. Incredible on a special team unit that's been bad all year. Hey, we're in bad Sunday or Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, there were, but I think. I think they're the two worst special unit special teams units in the entire league, or they're both like bottom five. Yeah. Like that. And then that was uh, I know the, the Packers the are. Um I wanted to mention one more thing from the Sunday night game. Like I'm not sure I've ever seen one quarterback navigate the pocket and the pass rush and keeping his eyes downfield and moving the pocket around like Moving out of the pocket, resetting, resetting again, like the way that Josh Allen was, let alone two, because both Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen were doing it. Like, I was just in awe that entire game of both of those guys just manipulating the pass rush to finding open areas. Like, it was incredible. That was incredible. Pat Mahomes had a career high for rushing yards as well. I think he ended up with like 87 yards. Yeah, something Um, like that. Yeah, just you watch that game and then you just wish that hopefully one day you might have a quarterback half as good. Yeah, like there was, there was like you compare it like as far as pace and scoring to that uh, Rams Chief Chiefs game from a few years ago, I think twenty eighteen. But the quarterback play wasn't close as good in that, even from Mahomes. It just like. Mahomes, you even think about Goff it. Like, was, he Goff wasn't was kind of bad in that game. Yeah. You think about like the, the throws that like Mahomes in that, that game against the Rams. He was throwing bombs, you know, which is amazing. It's beautiful. But the league yeah. this year but started taking the bombs away from Mahomes. And he's not yeah. getting those opportunities anymore. And he's still like what he's doing is just he's taking with the defense. I don't think he threw a ball over like 25 air yards on Sunday. Yeah, but and then, he uh, was finding the guys in the spots, and just it was just 
Well, I'm got, getting hyped yeah. up thinking about it, but it was just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you got guys like Byron Pringle stepping up big time too. Yeah. Uh, short underneath, intermediate stuff. He's come up big for him. Uh, Nicole Hardman can burn off on anybody. He was kind of a non-factor on Sunday, but he has proven all year that His speed's he can a factor any time he's on the field, though. He can step up into that role, and uh, they're kind of getting to that point now where it's like, what are like what really are you going to do against them? Because they figured out this uh, too high zone that everybody's been running all year. Yeah, and I mean, Pat just started expecting he's not going to get the home runs when he wants them, and he needs yeah. to. He, he needs to take the plays that are there. Like, and he's then doing that, an outstanding job of it. Yeah. Then that Bills defense was just laughable. The Chiefs have two timeouts. They really only have time to run two plays. And you just give them the middle of the field two plays in a row. Just and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, With a great kicker, too. I mean, insane. Butker had a bad night, but like, he's still a yeah. great kicker. Yeah. And I thought, I thought they were going to be good from, 50 plus and then what they end up kicking like a 46 yarder to win yeah something it was within 50 i think but uh, yeah i just i just wanted to mention how in awe i was of both of those quarterbacks not just that their throws not but just their extending of plays behind the line of scrimmage and their presence of understanding where the pass rush was coming for them and how to escape it was just it, it was art it was beautiful yeah, and then it was chaos. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy coming away from that game, and like a lot of people actually forget that the Bears passed on Pat Mahomes to take Trubisky in the first round. Um, uh, I tweeted that out. Yeah, we all forget. <laughs> a lot of lot of people were mad at me, rightfully so, <laughs> because it was an obvious troll. But the responses I got back. I have a little bit of issue with because I think Pat Mahomes would be inevitable no matter where he went. I think he's a generational player, generational talent. Um, I think he carries a team, no matter his situation, to greatness. Um, let's not act like Mitch was necessarily bad early in his career and got destroyed by Nagy because of a double doink that broke his brain and he couldn't ever get out of his own way with the double doink. But to say Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be Patrick Mahomes if he went to the bears, in my opinion is laughable. I think that's a fair take. I mean, I used to, I used to fight this, um, but he's hit a point where it's just, it's hard to argue it. Um, like the way that he's playing is like how much it makes you wonder how much could you have messed this guy up? Like he'd be top 10 quarterback, no matter where he went. I think, I don't know if he'd be the MVP, like constant MVP candidate, but he'd be a top 10 guy. Like, I'm not sure you can really argue it with the way, how dominant he's playing now. Like he, he'd be pretty damn good no matter where he went. I think, now, yeah, I, I think if anyone could mess him up, it might have been Matt Nagy, but, but the I don't doink, think that, you could mess him up that much. I don't think the double doink happens if Patrick Mahomes is there. Oh, I agree. I, I agree with I think that. They, I think they win that game far and away. I mean, yeah. Mitch went 11-3, and three, made a Pro Bowl that year, 
in the 14 games that he started. While leading um, the 22nd ranked offense in yards and... 66 like, completion percentage. <laughs> 95.4 quarterback rating. I mean, it's like not it's bad. It's the easiest for, schedule in the NFL. Still not bad <laughs> for a quarterback that you let walk away after four years. I mean... No, Mitch was... Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Mitch was solid in 18. That 18 are, isn't what messed him up. Eight, in 18, the offense was more than hitch routes and comebacks. You know, it was... It was. It actually had a plan around it, and it built on itself. Some after that year, it just it became all like it just because the because the double joint broke Nagy offense because the double joint eh. broke Nagy. Eh. He was bringing in kickers to kick like from the exact same point from the double joint over and over again. He 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 just went psycho, and then they waited too long to move on from him. If that's going to break you, it's only a matter of time for you broken. Maybe so, but if you have Patrick Mahomes and maybe they make a Super Bowl run that year in a really weak uh, playoff race, who knows what happens? Maybe, maybe the opposite happens, and then he just becomes the most confident guy in the world. Um, then the Bears just go on a amazing run. Yeah, maybe. I don't necessarily buy it, but. I mean, Pat Mahomes is special. He is. I'm just. He absolutely I, is. I just, I just find it ridiculous that people still hold on to the take that Mahomes would be basically like you're basically telling me that you think Mahomes would be backing up a guy like Josh Allen this year. No. If he went Mahomes, to the Bears, Mahomes' arm talent alone would keep him starting somewhere. Even if he had, even if he flamed out of Chicago, even with say that the Bears had drafted him, he, yeah. he, his arm talent would get like Mitch never had the arm talent that Mahomes has. That's just a but straight fact. Even with half decent coaching, I mean, Mahomes has gotten better every year. You could obviously tell he's progressing as a player. He's been a he's been a pro's pro since the day he stepped in the league. He was catching fly balls with Alex Rodriguez when he was like four years old. Like, yeah, dude knows how to be a pro. Um, I think. If Nagy wasn't making him better, he would make himself better in the offseason through different avenues, and he would still continue to get better, even if Nagy was somewhat holding him back. Yeah. But so yeah, like, I think, this, I think it's just a tired is, take. This is a way I can put it. And not to say that this is the exact comp, but like Mahomes with bad, bad coaching would be probably a little bit better version of Jameis Winston. He keeps we've starting seen, somewhere, but we've seen Mahomes with bad coaching in college, and he was in a shootout every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying he'd be a, be a little bit better version of Jameis Winston, who kept getting a starting job after he left yeah. Tampa. Well, he was a backup for one year, and then he got hurt. I wouldn't say he kept getting a starting job. He got a starting. He had starting offers, and he like he could have been supposedly. a starter in the league. Yeah, supposedly. You're right, Everybody. supposedly. But he Everybody was still, he was still thought of highly enough around the league based on his physical talent alone. Let's well, put it that five, way. He threw for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. Yeah, and forty turnovers. <laughs> hey, that's the most impressive part. But. Yeah, I just I just had to get that off my chest. I had Bears fans trying to bury me, and I was like, "You took what was an obvious troll, 
and then made some very awful points. Um, um, had some good interactions, uh, and then one gentleman that didn't agree with me promised me he would listen to the pod. So this is for you, gentlemen, whose name I can't remember. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, UFC. I just want to make a formal apology to everybody listening. <laughs> that was my worst UFC of my life. I don't think I I, I went one and five on plays I posted online. Um, not trying to change the facts, but I was very close to going five and one. Sometimes they just don't fall your way. So it's not like I was just it's dead wrong. Like it's night football. Do what? It's kind of like Thursday night football. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but you, I mean, if you watch the fights, I mean, I obviously was on the wrong side because I lost, but uh, I don't think they were. I still, I still stand behind the picks, um, and I'm still plus like 20 units on plays I've getting out on the podcast. So anybody that's been listening, you're in just fine shape. So. It's a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, does that bring us to Twitter of the Week, or did you have anything else about last week or college basketball or anything that's happened in the past few days? Nope. I got nothing else. Models models for basketball are going out daily. Still we had a, tinkering we had a listener, with them. Had a yeah, listener had a parlay, 10 to 1 parlay, 10 to 1 Shout out to that guy. Let me. I gotta pull up that guy's Twitter actually because we gotta give him a yeah a proper shout out. I'll pull that up for a second. Yeah. If uh, if you want to pull up Twitter of the week and then I'll give him a shout out afterwards. Cupcake. All right, Twitter of the week comes to us this week by Coley Mick. He says to us. Um, Kobe carrying a grudge against some 10 year old girls for multiple years is far and away the funniest thing he ever did. And then <laughs> this picture went viral, I think about five years ago when the black Mamba himself tweeted out two years ago, we lost to the same team 22, 21 hashtag hard work, hashtag Mambas. And it is his daughter's basketball team celebrating a big win. So they lost to this team two years ago, 22-21. Two years later, <laughs> beat them 115 <laughs> to 27. The other team got better too. They scored what eight more or five more points than they did. Yeah, the they scored five more year. points. <laughs> yeah. Um I love Kobe Brown. He's one of my favorite athletes of all time. But the fact that his daughter's team <laughs> lost by one point and he made it an absolute mission in life to bury this team by nearly a hundred <laughs> points. And these girls are like 11, 12. Like we're not talking like high school, like varsity girls basketball. We're talking about children. And the black Mamba said like, I want you to quit playing sports for the rest of your life. We're going to we're going to beat you so badly because you beat us by one point 2 years ago. Incredible. Um I love the Black Mamba. I miss him every day. Um 2 year anniversary, so um thoughts and prayers Rest in peace, his Kobe. Family. Rest in peace, Kobe. RIP in peace. Um you're always a homie. 
And now James O'Neill. James O'Neill. James O'Neill at Joe Neal 66. Three leg parlay. Moneyline, Towson, George Mason, Weber State. Um, I was wrong earlier. Was, <laughs> I always say Weber because if, if it had two Bs, it would be Weber. Um, but I was wrong. It wasn't 10 to 1. I thought it was a $10 bet. It was a $25 bet to win $150. Um, Love to five see to one there, or Six to 1 there. So shout out James O'Neill. Glad you're enjoying the model. Glad you're winning some money. Uh, you a homie, and we appreciate you for for listening. Um, picks are free. We, picks are free. Glad we were able to help you out, man. So shout out James O'Neill. He's a homie. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that brings us to a pause for our ad read before we get into these NFL picks for Sunday. So take it away, Cupcake. Money is green. Roses are red. And violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to get some W's by joining the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code SHAVINGPOINTS for 20% off, plus free shipping. I'd like to propose making February 13th a national holiday as National Shave Your Balls Day. Who's with me? I think this one holiday, this is one holiday that men and women can get behind. Here at Shaving Points Podcast, we want to make sure that points are not all that you're shaving. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAVINGPOINTS at manscaped.com and take your savings to the sports book. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use shaving points. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Manscaped.com, 20% off free shipping worldwide. Shout out Manscaped. Shave your worldwide, dick wide, for wide, Valentine's wide, Day. Wide, wide. Make sure you make sure you keep those those make sure you keep yourself clean going into the holiday, boys. If we have any females listening, uh, I know I'm very not motivated to buy things for myself. So uh, your boyfriend or your husband or your significant other would probably love this item, but they're probably not going to put in the effort to go get it. So I, I, I wouldn't have bought it myself, but as a gift, yeah, I but I love it. Taking it, yeah, I it's outstanding. Love it, and it's great price and. The only reason I wouldn't get it myself because I'm lazy. Exactly. But you go buy this for your husband or your boyfriend, and you'll you'll be happy about it. They'll be happy about it. It's an incredible, incredible gift. Um, so keep that in mind if you're looking for something for your for your man out there. So I know we have a, a ton of female listeners tuning in oh, every yeah. week. So definitely, definitely keep that in mind. Code, uh, ladies love ladies love shaving points shaving points <laughs> promo code manscape.com 20% off free shipping worldwide wide 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 all right let's get into these games first up 
What do we got? It's the KC game first, right? Yes, yeah. sir. The Earth. Kansas City Chiefs going hosting their fourth straight AFC championship. Absolute dominance by our boy Pat Pat Mahomes. Fat Pat getting it done yet again. And Bears fans still think he would have been a bust. Um, absolutely incredible, incredible season by him when everybody buried him. There was a chance where people were talking about they weren't even going to make the playoffs. Here they are again going against Joe Cool himself. He has absolutely taken over the nickname from Joe Montana. This dude is stone-cold killer. But it's Fat Pat and the boys. I got to take them here, minus seven, and taking the over with it at 54.5. I think we're going to get points. I love Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. I love Evan McPherson over two-and-a-half field goals. And I think Clyde Edwards Aguilera gets a touchdown. All right. I'll go through some. Uh, I got some of my props picked out here. We'll go through after the games. But um, yeah, we'll get some props after the games. I haven't seen any lines for them yet, but these are just. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting on a few for lines. But um, seven points. I'm going Bengals. Seven points See, is just too I much. I wanted to take the Bengals. I wanted to take the Bengals. I said last week I was going to take the Bengals on the money line if they played the Bills. But I just don't. They they beat the Chiefs earlier. If the Chiefs would have killed them earlier in the season, I'd be more inclined to take, Bill, or take the Bengals here. Yeah. But with that win earlier in the season, you got it pulled up there on your screen. The win probability – all red, all Chiefs, and then boom, yeah. heartbreaking. That basically lost them the one seed. I think they're going to remember that game. Um, I don't really care who wins this game. I would love to see the Chiefs win it, but I am pulling hard for the AFC going into this Super Bowl season. So, I mean, so I'll, ultimately I'll, here – I'm like, just hoping for a good game. I wish this had a half point added to it. Seven and a half. I love it at seven and a half. I only like it at seven. Um, and I think you get the half point if you wait. Of thought on it, yeah. I, if it if I get another half point, I'm going to put another unit on it. Um, I'm Cincy, but for now, just the seven. I mean, uh, Cincy they got a ton of talent on that wide receiving core, and Joe Burrows looked great. But he's gonna, he yeah. got knocked around last week, like big time knocked around. Chiefs um, can get after you too. Yeah, Byron Matthews. And also, a, we don't one know other thing that makes me like the Bengals a little bit more here to cover. I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win this, but it, I'm thinking the, the Bengals can backdoor it. Um, but the other thing that makes me they can keep it closer, close early is they have an extra day. They played Saturday at two. Chiefs played Sunday at what five? That extra day um, helps. Yeah, and they had the equivalent amount of like snaps in the last two minutes that equals like uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot I forget because the their defense was out there for like a fifteen play drive. Yeah, and the Bills went up the first time to score at the two minute mark. That was like a fifteen play drive. And also, what's the down. 
What's the injury report status for Honey Badger? See, so, yeah, I was getting to that. Uh, he hasn't been declared out, but he hasn't been cleared out of. So he'll probably either. play. He'll probably play. Yeah, but, it was, it, it, that defense is not as good without him. Like he's no, a big not, part of that but, defense. I mean, Chris Jones could still get to the the passer. Who's uh, uh, old old boy they got from the Steelers can get after the passer. Yeah, Melvin Ingram. Melvin so I'll Ingram. tell you what really what I'm really interested in in this chart that I got here is that sacks per drive number for the Bengals. That sacks taken. So Joe Burrow was getting taken down in the first quarter. In the rest of the game, he was pretty much clean as far as sacks go. And I'm, I'm not sure what they changed or, like, I didn't go well, back had, and rewatch that game, but, like, they had, I, I, they, had, they had three out of them in the fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure. Oh, you're right. You're right. I just I saw the zeros in the hundred and I just thought zero. So, never mind. My point is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'll tell you this. Joe Burrow creates throws and makes less turnovers than any quarterback who gets sacked at the rate he does that I've ever seen. <laughs> no, Joe Burrow is incredible. I love Joe Burrow. Uh, I, if I didn't love Patrick Mahomes so much, I would probably just take Cincy money line and just ride or die and order myself some Skyline chili and put it on everything all weekend. But I can't go against Fat Pat here. Um and like I said, them losing a heartbreaker earlier in the season, I just think can't, this is going to be one of those games. They're it's revenge season. I mean, we all knew it. Yeah. Uh, we knew it, we knew it was going to be Chiefs Bills at some point, and that game did not disappoint. But I, I feel like we could be in for a stinker of a weekend this weekend. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I I, I could definitely see a world where this Casey wins this game by two three scores, but. Yeah, but I, 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 for now, I I feel like seven points is just big, and there's good value on it. I think it's gonna be high scoring, and I think the Bengals can keep it close for a yeah. lot of the game. Uh, I think Chiefs win between seven and eleven. So yeah. I think I, I think I, also, it, I think it stays a one possession game most of the game. But I, think I also took the over along with you on this, um, which interestingly. Game of the year? The Sharps are on the on the under. Tickets are on the over, cash is on the under. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's a high total. Um, you see this a lot when you have two defenses that have a little bit of talent but haven't really played great. You'll always see the Sharps take the under. I don't know what the actual numbers are behind it to back it up. But I have noticed that in years past where you have two good offenses with two mediocre defenses, all the sharp money always comes in on the under. Um, Interesting. I don't know, just because the total's too high or what, but it is a trend I've noticed, but I haven't followed it enough closely enough to see if like they're actually yeah. winning or if it's just what they do. I don't know. So if this goes under, I really like the Bengals' chances of covering. We haven't honestly. had – I don't know if this is real stat. I saw it, and I did not fact check it. So if I'm wrong, ignore me. Sue you. But I'm pretty sure we are six and zero in the last six conference championship games on the over. That's see, that's kind of what I thought in this too. Like when I was making this bet, it's like 
I definitely saw that somewhere. I don't know if it's Two teams who are powered by their offenses in like the highest of stakes games. Yeah. I mean, I just. Three years ago, what did we have? KC versus the Pets. Yeah. And then we had San Francisco versus the Packers. That was the game. San Francisco ran for like 650 yards. So both of those went over. Last year, we had Bucks. Or no, then the year after that. Well, it would have been last year, yeah. So we had Bucks and. Well, so that would have been two years ago. Bucks and Packers went over. Well, so, no, because it, it went – or wait, no. San Fran was 2019. Two years ago. Okay, I thought you said something about three years ago. Oh, right. I, meant to, I meant to say three years. I, I had the right teams. I had the wrong – because three years ago would have been the – Rams and Patriots were the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that was the Chiefs-Rams game that went into overtime, so that went yeah. over – and it was the Eagles. No, no, not the Eagles. It was the Rams. Was that Packers was, in that one was, too? It was Chiefs Packers. Patriots in the AFC. It was probably Rams. Rams Packers, I think. Because didn't they go to back to back NFC championships and lose? You know, I don't know. Or yeah, I it might have been. Remember. Might yeah. have been Falcons because no, the Packers didn't make didn't make didn't make the playoffs in eighteen. Oh, yeah. It might have been Falcons. Might have been. I think the Rams just stomped on him. Yeah. Either way, I'm pretty sure that set is correct that it's 6-0 in the last six conference championship games. So I'm taking the over here, following the The trend. The other interesting thing here with the cash is 83% of the cash on Cincy, 66% of the tickets on KC. So yep. pub, public and public and sharp is not seeing this the same. I nope. don't, and that level. scares me. That scares me big time on this game because I'm usually like to fade the public. And like I said, I'm just, I really think Casey just gets it done. I think they're in grudge mode. I, I think, especially after losing last year's Super Bowl and then starting the way the year they did and then went on a run <laughs> and then they lost to the Bengals when they were on their run. I just, I think they, come out hot they come out swinging and it's going to be if the Bengals can keep up whether or not they can stay within the seven yeah. i think i bet the majority of the public is of the mindset that like that offense is automatic and can do whatever it wanted how could they how, how could they slow down and against the Bengals? while the sharps are probably saying that was a high adrenaline game with a lot going on you're due for a come down and usually I think this is true. Also, I'm not very good at checking stats. I just like, I think things in my head and I just convince myself they're correct. But I feel like anytime two teams meet for the second time, usually the second game's lower scoring. Yeah. I, I think you could be right. Out, on outside, that. outside of division games. So, like, you play somebody in the regular season and play them in the playoffs. Yeah. Because division games are wild. Anything can happen in any of those because they're just yeah. so familiar with each other. But I could be wrong on that, too. I Just in my well, head, that makes sense. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Gray, move to the next one. Yeah, let's go. I hate both these teams. <laughs> Me, too. Oh, man. This is going to be interesting. Oh. So, San Fran's going into L.A. 
We got Broken Jimmy taking on Detroit Matt. On the model here, who's who's on the top? Who's on the bottom? Uh, Sam Fran's on top. So Sam Fran's on top. All so. three, I think, all three of the models like to um, like Sam Fran. Yeah, I'm freaking taking San Fran here. I bet against them twice. I do not. I would rather see the Rams go than San Francisco. So I'm putting my money on the 49ers as an emotional hedge. They're either going to win me money or not go to the Super Bowl. So I will be happy either way. Me too, Joe Rogan experience. I don't know how to read Reagan Or Joe Reagan. Excuse me. I mean, you proved his point. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm deliberate. <laughs> but, no, I like I like the 49ers here plus three and a half, and then we just had the whole debate about overs in the in, uh, conference championship games. So I'm going to take the under here at 46. Well, so I'll tell you this. I can buy the over thing when um, you're talking about teams that are driven by their offense. I don't think either of these teams are driven by their offense. Yeah. I think both these teams are heavily driven by their defense. It's so funny that second game they played this year. What what uh, LA had a what 97% win percentage it looks like and San Francisco pulled it off. San Francisco Cups, got can, you, can you blow this up so that we're just in like the bottom corner? There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. What a night for the win probability there in that second game. The win probability yeah. total in the, the Chiefs-Bills game was outrageous as well. But Yeah, this one's even better, though. <laughs> yeah, so Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. 6-0 and yeah. in their last six games. I know that is a true fact. I don't got to look that one up. Um, San Francisco had to, was a must-win game to get into the playoffs. Otherwise... The Saints would have got in. Otherwise, the Cowboys would be playing in this game. Um, maybe the Bucks are still in it. Maybe the Pack- the 49ers messed everything up by making the playoffs. <laughs> um, they did it by beating the Rams, who they own. They're going back to L.A. again. I think the Rams maybe get it done, but I, I like San-, San Fran to cover, and I like the under here. So – San Francisco should not be here. No, they should. It's shouldn't. a straight up fact. They, they are not this team. They are not this good. And I they, think they can be. They, I think they can really compete with anybody else. But you know what? You, you know you know who else didn't belong there? Eli the Manning. Eagles. The Eagles. Teams are hot. Teams are hot. I'm putting the two units on San Fran to cover three and a half. Big Ben's first Super Bowl. Exactly. I mean, it, this this is all this is all true. All Tom Brady's teams. first Super Bowl. Yeah, that that they are the hot dog who is just like ripping through everybody. And they got some. Dudes. You know what? They're doing it. Yeah, I mean, like we said before, they they got they're not that good overall, but they got some monstrous individuals, and those individuals yeah. are just kicking ass, and everyone else is doing their job. I mean, they probably and, have the best tackle in the league. They I mean, we, three we've tight end. on them every podcast this playoffs, but they just keep doing it. So no, I'm st- I'm not doubting them anymore. I'm still They're mad at them. It. I'm still mad at them for losing to the Titans. Yeah, it was a three unit play. My only three unit play that I gave out on the podcast all year. 
So on this one, like, man, I just, so where's LA's strengths as a team? Defensive line. So uh, Jalen Ramsey, because he, but what is, I mean, Darius Williams is pretty dang good too. Yeah, but okay, so so they're, so they're, they're corners and their D line, the receivers, yeah, running game. I wouldn't call the running game a run, their running game a strength. Uh, uh, oh, oh boy, what what is his name? He just came back. He looked pretty good. Yeah, Makers. I mean, he's solid, but I wouldn't call it a yeah. strength. It's not a pillar of their team, you know. No, it's not. Um, which wide receiver would you rather have? Jamar Chase. Hell, Debo or Cup. Yeah, Jamar Chase by a mile. Well, rookie contract. He's a rookie. He's the youngest. Like Debo's in, Debo's in his, what, third year? He's about to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Jamar Chase depends. has four more cheap years. Um, if, I, if, I'm the 40, if I'm the 49ers, I want Debo on that list. If I'm anybody yeah. else, the competent quarterback, give me Jamar Chase. The 49ers need his uh, mix of abilities and ability to do all these different things. So I agree with that. Yeah, if I don't have a good quarterback, I'm taking Debo Samuel probably before anybody in the league. Yeah, He can do it all. All you have to do is get the ball into his hands, and he's special. But if we're talking about a competent quarterback that can throw the ball downfield, give me Jamar Chase. Also, uh, like, are we talking about, like, what's the rest of the wide receiver core looks like? If I got a pretty solid wide receiver core the rest of the way, I might be taking Hill here because he can be deployed like a chess piece. All, yeah. like, all, and not that Chase can't, but, like, if I have nothing in the wide receiver room, Chase is my easy pick. If I have a pretty yeah. solid wide receiver room already, I can get deadly with Tyreek Hill. And, I mean, we're dis- disrespecting Cooper Cup a little bit here, but he's been injury-prone in his career. He just had the second-greatest wide receiver season of all time. But he's really he, not that special fair, or anything. He's a good be, route runner. He'd be right behind Chase for me as far as, like, if I have an empty receiver room or, or like, a bunch of nobodies. But, yeah. like, he's not going to beat Chase. Like, that's the thing for me. And he's got an injury history, and he's the oldest guy on the list. Yeah. So... Definitely not disrespecting Cup. I do recognize he is a, a monster. A monster. He just had the second greatest receiving season of all time. First person to hit the triple crown since Calvin Johnson, Megatron. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I love Cooper Cup. Uh, no disrespect there. But when you give me three guys who are transcendent, and I don't think Cooper Cup's transcendent. I think he's just really freaking good. Yeah. And knows how to get open and has a very good relationship with his quarterback. So back onto this game, the real key for me here is that half point. Like, three and a half, yeah. I love three and a half, half is a beautiful number for me. Yeah, especially what I expect to be a defensive heavy game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the one model who dis- that disagrees here, it's only about point two. You know, yeah. like the it's only- right there. The only thing that could blow this game open is if like OBJ goes off and then like Brandon Ayuk goes off. Those are like the two guys I think that can blow this game open. But I think we're going to see a lot of Debo Samuel running the ball, uh, short Debo Samuel slants, and we're going to see a lot of containing Cooper Cup running Cam Akers. Um, I think tight ends are going to be involved. 
I think these two coaches are so good offensively with two great defenses on the field too. They're just going to be throwing jabs at each other all night and so maybe get a couple of touchdowns, but I think this is a field goal heavy game. This comes back to what, where, I, where I was asking, like what are LA's strengths? Their D-line is by far their biggest strength, in my opinion. Yeah. San Fran's O-line is maybe one of the only offensive lines in the NFL who can neutralize that or come I mean, close to neutralizing it as much as you can neutralize Aaron Donald, you know? I mean, just put Trent Williams as a pull and fullback or whatever that freaking play yeah. was and just let him earhole Aaron Donald for about four plays in a row. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that might slow him down just a little bit. And then, like, having Kittle on the edge with, to help with Von Miller or whoever else. Kittle's like, a monster. Throw, like, yeah, he's a hell of a blocker. Like, I mean, they, they have the, he, the dudes to play with L.A.'s defense, which is really interesting because they uh, – in other parts of the field, it feels like they don't, but that offensive line kind of neutralizes a lot for them. Yeah, Kittle enjoys, like, whooping people's ass on the line more than he enjoys yeah. catching the ball. Yeah. And I love that. I just wish he didn't play for San Francisco. Um, LA's wide receivers against uh, San Fran's corners does scare me. But, like, also, can they can get after Stafford, too. Like, Bose is a monster. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know, like, DJ Reed is okay. And, and as, much, as much Eric Armstead solid, but, like, Bosa revolt, like, is the reason that D-line does what they do. Yeah, and as much shit as we give Kyle Shanahan about blowing big games, like, he owns Sean McVay. Yeah. Right? Against anybody else, he might blow this game. But when it's against Sean McVay, he just gets it done. I don't know. If, I don't know what the what the reasoning behind that is. I don't know if it's a mental thing. But Sean McVay cannot get that monkey off his back. Biggest impact on this game? I say Trent Williams. Can over the matchup of Trent So he's basically asking who will have the biggest, or I guess which matchup will have the biggest impact. To me, it's Trent Williams versus ev- the whole team, like whoever he's taken on. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to try to get Vaughn away from him. They're going to they're, they're not going to be stunning Donald towards him. They're going to be they're going to be going to the other side. But I'll, yeah, I would assume Ramsey's going to be on Ayuk because Debo moves around too much and play him in the backfield and stuff like that. So I think we're going to see Ramsey on Ayuk, and I think we're Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa. Yeah, I mean, I, or I, I think, guess so I think exactly Debo. who has the bigger bigger impact between Donald or Bosa. And I'm not sure what the first question is. Williams versus Von Miller. Trent Williams versus Von Miller. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest impact in this game, I think, is Debo Samuel. Yeah, you're probably I think right. he's the biggest uh, impact in any game. Yeah, I mean, especially because they'll play him the from combination anywhere. of him and Trent Williams' ability to seal the edge and get out, get out in front on those blocks. Like he can, he can open home run locks for Debo, and Debo has vision and speed and strength. He, he, he runs like a fullback with the vision of a running back with the hands of a receiver. Like he. Like he is so hard to tackle. And the head like, of a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> he is so freaking hard. To, like nobody ever breaks him down on first contact. Contact. It is absolutely insane. Like yeah, 
I hate how good Diva Samuel is. I love it. He's one of my favorite players, man. No, I love it. I, I just hate the 49ers. Oh, Final minute? Over Jimmy yeah, G Stafford. I don't trust Stafford a ton, but I just do not trust Jimmy G at all. Yeah, like, no. Especially, lost- especially hurt Jimmy. Jimmy G lost him a Super Bowl like not even two years ago. So Yeah. I mean, Stafford what? just won that game big, which is big for him, that, that final yeah. throw. But like, I mean, Stafford, he Stafford was also Tom facing Brady. cover zero. Like I, I I'm still I'm pissed at Todd Bowles for for that play. I'm still yeah, Todd, pissed at him. Todd Bowles, future Bears coach. Uh, I'd take him over Dan Quinn. <laughs> I hope you would too. I want Dan Quinn. I mean, I love Dan Quinn as a defense coordinator, and I want to keep him eh. as defense coordinator. Dan Quinn as a D coordinator is only as good as his talent, in my opinion. Every coach is only as good as their talent. Not Vic Fangio. <laughs> I mean, they're that Denver defense hasn't wasn't exceptional the past couple of years. I mean, it's good. They're really they're they're, re- they're really good when you consider their talent. Basically, I, I think Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn in Atlanta put out a bottom tier defense with decent talent, which makes me question what he can do without superstar talent. But yeah, I mean, they were we always knew they were good athletes, but like there's, I don't think many people really considered that Cowboys defense to be superstar talent. He just brought it out of them. Which nobody else could seem to do before that, so he's got at least got a little credit for that. Yeah, I'll then, give him some credit for that because the the last guy couldn't do it and he did. But and the way he, I mean, he he re- reinvented the way he calls defense. I mean, he had never done what he did before this year, so like he's very clearly like open to adapting. Yeah, but, mm, I, I just don't I don't I don't think he's like an, a a a a extremely intelligent defensive mind or anything. I think he's just a solid D coordinator. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I want him as I want to keep him as defense coordinator. So I hope the Bears don't hire him. But yeah, uh, you and me it, both. Would, it would be funny to watch it happen because we talked about it not too long ago, and I was very adamant that the Bears had to take an offensive offensive coach here, and it looks like they're basically going defense no matter what, which is crazy because they don't even have like. I feel like you take a defensive-minded head coach when you have a great defense, but they don't even have a great defense. And you no. have a you have a rookie quarterback that you just used two first-round picks to trade up for. So I will say this about Quinn. You're, tr- you're trusting supposedly, a defensive coordinator to hire a good OC. Supposedly, he's putting together a hell of a coaching staff, which you I will. Kill more I, with him? No. Um, I forget who the rumored guys are. There, there there's been They're some Miser- No, Mike Kafka has been one of the names. Um, Don't him and Josh McCown have a good relationship? Is he going to bring him over with him if McCown doesn't no, get the Texans job? McCown's going to be busy in Houston. You think? You think he gets that job? Uh, maybe. I mean, they just. I think they just want a puppet. So I don't know. It could be well, anyone. If they, if they just wanted a puppet, why did they fire David Coley? Because Coley wasn't going to be their puppet anymore. <laughs> or were they scared that he was actually going to like win like five games again, and they're going to be like, "Holy shit, we either have to hire this guy or fire him because like we're trying to lose games here, dude." Like, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Hank wants to know who has the higher ceiling: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, it's a, the ceiling is unlimited for both of them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that 
one has a higher than the other, if I'm being completely frank. I mean, I... I had this argument. Alan, with Alan has a stronger arm, so maybe his ceiling might be a tad higher. But it's like it's. But Patrick Mahomes wins games. It's hard I to mean, say. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the best two young quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL. Um, they're. It's going to be incredible to watch for many years to come. It's it's the closest thing we've seen to Peyton versus Tom Brady since. Peyton versus Tom Brady. Yeah. So I'm excited for uh, it. So also on this game, I'm taking the under. So I'm there with you. Hell yeah. So we're together on three out of the four. The yep. only thing we're upset on is and I almost took Chiefs too, so we we're almost That's usually Chiefs. that's usually we're a almost good at Bengals. It's usually uh, a good side when we're on the same side of things. Yeah, I was I was gonna be I was I was really kind of hoping the Bills won last week because I was going to be all in on the Bengals this week. I was yeah. going to throw myself a parade here in Midland, Texas for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> um, and then also, I've got a few a few more plays I'm running here. So I've got a parlay on Chiefs and Rams money line that Hell paid yeah. close to even money. Um. I have a teaser on San Fran and Cincy's. That's San Fran plus ten and a half, Cincy plus fourteen. So that's just a, that's just a little head. It's really a hedge on each other, but you're going to make money one way or the other. Um, what's a what's a teaser minus one forty? Yeah. So there's a chance you, there's a there's a chance you hit both, and that's when you're really happy. But if if you hit one, lose the there's other, a, you're just right around break even. There's a chance you lose both too. Yeah, theoretically, I, I, I don't. I don't believe in that. I mean, I, I would take. I would have taken that teaser. I would have taken Chiefs down to a pick them, but then you're basically if the Chiefs. Yeah, then it's your yeah. But I, I think I think it's more realistic that the Chiefs win by more than fourteen than they lose. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't bet. I, did, I didn't lost. bet on them losing. I didn't bet on them losing. No, that's what I'm saying though. Like I think they have like I think it's more likely that they win by more than fourteen than them losing outright. So I would I would have teased it down to Chiefs money line, is what I'm saying. Right, but my, my tease has nothing to do with the Chiefs like winning. Yeah, no, I, no I, get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I was just in, in my like I was just thinking about the teaser by itself, not with the other parlay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, no, that, that that that's a joint package. Like one or the other, I don't feel too terribly strongly for, but them together, I love. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's a solid play because I mean, you're you're getting double digit um, spreads on that teaser, and then if both favorites win, I mean, you're in good shape. So yeah, and then um, I got some player props here. Um, these are just from what's available so far. Um, so I like Joe Burrow over one and a half touchdowns, but it pays shit. So I didn't take it. It was like minus 222. Um, just take it over two. Yeah, maybe I will. Or over two and um, a half, I mean. 
Yeah, I didn't run the numbers for that, and I run a lot of numbers for these. So. Yeah, well, if you like the over, I mean, Joe Burrow probably – I mean, I don't know. They have a good running game, so they could – So the numbers well. probably don't agree with two and a half just because he hasn't thrown for more than three touchdowns all that often this year. No one has. So, like, over two and a half just isn't a great bet for, for touchdowns. Yeah. Um. So I got rush yards for Joe Mixon over 56 and a half. Um, then I've got Van Jefferson receiving yards over 31 and a half. And my okay. favorite one is Debo Samuel over 52 and a half receiving yards. I wanted to do receiving plus rushing, but it's up, it's up around a hundred and I just, I'd rather do the receiving at 52. I mean, as much as we talk about Debo Samuel, there's times where they'll just use him as a decoy all game, and at the end of the game, he has, like, one carry and one target, and you're like, what the hell? And then you look over at Brandon Ayuk, and Brandon Ayuk has all of a sudden, like, nine catches yeah. for, like, 140 yards. George Kittle has, like, so catches. He's averaged 96 yards a game against uh, L.A. this year. Yeah. Receiving. I mean, yeah, I mean, get the ball in his hands and just – the only thing, too, is, like, you never know if it's going to be receiving or rushing yards. Yeah. But. but yeah, I like that a lot. Too. LA's, uh, LA has given up over 52 and a half yards against the opponent's number one wide receiver 83% of the time this year. Yeah, I like uh, Cooper Cup over seven and a half receiving uh, or over seven and a half receptions. And um, I like him over. 104 and a half yards, and I like that parlayed together at plus 106. So over seven and a half might, receptions. I might like the receptions. I need to see the line. It, it wasn't out yet when I put this together, so, so I, I need to run it in my numbers. But all, all, all my all my numbers will go out on our Twitter too. Over one and a, over 104.5 receiving yards is paying at one minus 114. Over seven and a half catches is minus one sixty seven, and parlay those together plus one hundred six, and I love the I love the parlay there because I think if he has eight catches, he'll go over one hundred four yards. Yeah, those numbers so, might be a little rich for my blood, but <laughs> but Cooper, I mean, he he does it every week though. I mean, I know. Well, so he does, but he doesn't. Like he does in big games, but he doesn't over the course of the season. His cover rate on that number, I think, is a little lower than I thought it would be. Are you saying this isn't a big game? No, I'm saying he does it in big <laughs> games, and this is a big game. But it's it's where the numbers don't necessarily match up with reality. Yeah, well, I, I won over $1,000 off fantasy winnings this year, having Cooper Cup on both teams. So I have a, I have a little bit of uh, – Money to play around with just to keep throwing yeah. on Cooper Cup. Just like bathe me in money, Cooper Cup, because I love you. I also like um, – I don't have the returns on these yet, so they could be crap return. Just if your book hasn't a good return, take it. But over a half interception for Burrow, Mahomes, and Garoppolo, all three of them, I like it. Yeah. Um, I like – Especially under- Jimmy G. I'd hammer the Jimmy G one if it's a good return. Yeah, it's probably going to be about minus 180, I would assume. 
But uh, I love Jimmy G under 221 passing yards. So the numbers like him over there, but I'm not doing that because I'm not stupid. He's he's clearly hurt as all can be, and not doing what he should, what he's normally doing. His stats are not you know, representative of how he's playing. You know, Jimmy G has the highest winning percentage in NFL history on games where he's thrown zero touchdowns. Really, that is a hell of a stat. Or compared to other quarterbacks, he's not he's not in two in games that he didn't throw a touchdown in. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. yeah, against the Packers a couple of years ago to go to the Super Bowl where they rushed for 7,563 yards. He didn't have a – uh, he didn't have a, a touchdown in that game either. So, never know. Jimmy GQ getting, getting it done. They're uh, they're getting healthy with all their like seventeen running backs they have. Uh, it might be tricky. I don't know, but um, I don't know. I always think Shanahan's almost better when his running backs are injured because he can't switch from one to the next and like throw off the rhythm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always the guy who's he's like the last guy left on the roster, and that's when you hammer the over on his rushing yeah. prop because it's like he's <laughs> the only one. Like somebody's gonna get those yards. Like Shanahan, Shanahan's gonna find those yards from somewhere. And that's where Debo Samuel came in, where everybody was like, oh, Elijah Mitchell, he's the last running back on the roster. Everybody hammer him. And then Debo Samuel gets 17 carries. And everybody's like, what the hell, Mike? <laughs> or not Mike. Mike is his dad. What the hell, Kyle? Well, they blame his dad for what his son does. Makes sense. <laughs> you know, that's a name that I'm really surprised hasn't came up in recent years is Mike Shanahan. Um, it was coming up back in like 2015 when the Bears hired John Fox. He would, know, he was I'm getting some mention. But I mean, he's not that old, is he? He's like mid 60s, or is he way older? I, th- I think he's in his mid 70s by now. Is Kyle that old, or are they just not very close in age? I mean, I, I would think Kyle Kyle's like, like 40s, early 40s by 30s. now. I would think okay. probably when he was hired there, but that was that was back in what 2017. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But uh yeah, and they had that that Washington Redskins team with Mike Shanahan at uh head coach. Yeah. Just a low like you look at that coaching staff, it might be one of the greatest coaching staff. Everyone on that coaching staff became a head coach eventually, it feels like. And they went three and thirteen. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> that was that was the other name for uh Dan Quinn at offense coordinator was Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel in Chicago. Oh, they do have legal weed. Yep, <laughs> exactly. A, and he was he, he was on he was on Shanahan's staff in Atlanta under Quinn. Yeah, Mike McDaniel is hilarious. I don't. Do you think he's going to take? A, you think he would take a lateral move though? Because he's the OC right now. It's not a lateral move if he's calling plays. Uh, I mean. But it's not. I mean, he's not going to get a head coaching shot till he starts calling plays, most likely. And he's not going to start calling plays with Shanahan there. I heard he was getting head coaching looks already. Light ones, but I mean, it's it's hard to get a head coaching job when you're not calling plays. Like, look at Eric Bieniemy right now. He's not getting not getting fair shots because he's under Reed and Reed's influence is too big. 
Don't tell that to Twitter. They'll roast you. <laughs> that take. I'm not. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying it's. He's not getting the looks. I think Vianney is the coach in waiting in Kansas City, and I think he knows that. And I think he just will take other job offers. But I, I think there's some sort of backdoor agreement where he knows. Because I mean, Andy Reid, like, love him to death. He's getting his chocolate cake. I think if he wins the Super Bowl this year, he's gone. I could see it. But he also tragically doesn't really have much family left either, so I don't know. Yeah. Because usually that's – But usually, like, when people get to that age, like, that's why they leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, dampen the mood, but <laughs> – but yeah, I mean, after like, I'm just not, I'm just not sure that the league is that open to hiring guys who have not called plays. If their whole thing is being an offensive play caller, and like, it's it's just a big risk. Like Matt Matt Lafleur had to go to Tennessee for one year to be a play caller before he got a head coaching job. I'm so excited for Matt Lafleur to fail without Aaron Rodgers. I had, You're telling me, man. I had I had this dude argue with me on Twitter. Uh, we were arguing. Uh, he was talking about Matt Lafleur being like the greatest thing ever, and it was. He said something. I, I no one knows if Matt Lafleur is any good at his job because yeah, well, he, said, he has Aaron Rodgers. He told me he said I would rather keep the coach than the quarterback. And I was like, that's the exact same thing Packers fans said 12 years ago about Mike McCarthy. And then they were burning his house down on his way out of Green Bay. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, how many how many quarterbacks has Matt LaFleur had a success with as a head coach? I mean, I, I'd say Tannehill was good when he was there. Better than he was this year. He was never a head coach for Tannehill. Oh, as a head coach. Yeah. And actually, I don't know. That Tennessee team didn't actually do all that well with Lafleur calling plays. Their offense was very middle of the road. That that was the knock on Lafleur getting hired. But my point is, how many head coaches has Aaron Rodgers had success with? Yeah. <laughs> Which one's more valuable here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so excited for Aaron Rodgers to go to the AFC. Hope he goes to the AFC South, and so. Then we get to see Mahomes versus Rogers and Mahomes versus oh, you mean Allen, the West? Allen versus no the South because then if they all three win their division every year, they're all guaranteed to play uh, every year. See, I want the West so that we just get like a brawl oh, yeah. out there of like Derek Carr crying in the corner, Justin Herbert being like left out of everything, and Mahomes and Rogers just like stealing the playoff spots. Imagine the frustration of a Chargers fan if he goes to Denver. <laughs> like, I would, I would appeal to the league and just be like, just take our team away. <laughs> and we don't like. They finally got a quarterback. They seem to have a decent coach. They still couldn't put it together this year. And they're like, all right, we've got some momentum moving forward. Then all of a sudden, big dick Aaron Rodgers shows up in your division. And you already have the greatest young quarterback we've seen probably since Aaron Rodgers in your division that you're already dealing with. Like, 
it already happened to him once where Peyton Manning came in and was just like, Philip Rivers doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like times a thousand because Aaron Rodgers probably has five years left where Peyton Manning was coming off 75 back yeah. surgeries. And it's like, he, he lit it up for those two years, but like you could see it was falling apart pretty quickly. Yeah. And then that, that year they won the Super Bowl, he was a shell of himself. Yeah. His, his, his probably his worst season of his career as far as like, or not his worst season, but his like, he couldn't do anything in that Super Bowl. If like you remember, like it was. That was, was the worst like, season of his career by far. Yeah, we had a really bad rookie year. I don't know. If, I don't know statistically wise, it was his worst. He season, set he the he set the rookie record for touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah, but he couldn't do anything that last year. Yeah, and they still won the Super Bowl. And you got Aaron Rodgers coming in. Aaron Rodgers could probably play three to five more years if he wanted yeah. to. As I mean, long as his as long back. as his toe doesn't fall off. Yeah, and as long as he doesn't get kicked out of the league or get put in jail for being a a convict and a felon. <laughs> I um, mean, it's very, it's very possible at this rate. He's, he's really, you know, he's, taking a heel he, turn this year. He's going to go on, a, he's going to go on an ayahuasca trip and just lose his mind and <laughs> be like Ricky Williams. Yeah. I love Ricky much. Williams. That's the track he's on, man. All right. Well, should we get to the Reddit thread of the week real quick here? Absolutely. I've been waiting for it all day. Okay. Well, this one is brought to you by K.32, who is a Texans fan. And he simply asks, whose window is closing? And let's see. First, the first response here is from a Dolphins fan. And he says, what's this window thing everyone is talking about? I just see four solid walls. And the response to that is, we had a tiny little window in 2016, but it fell apart with Tannehill's knee. And then the response from the Dolphins fan, that was just a crack in the wall. It's a great reply. <laughs> really That's incredible. Um, you got Uberman35, the Steelers fan. Ours just closed, and they locked the door. I think that door closed about three years ago, but... And then Wild Rookie, a fellow Texans fan, says, hey, heard you're looking for a replacement, morally dubious quarterback. We can help you with that. <laughs> Which cracks me up. Oh, to the Steelers fan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Similar, like, very, very similar situations. Yeah. And then, Except let's see. Mongo Zuma. Was what? Oh, he, uh, he he was in the Attitude Era for the WWE, so he's out there with like X Pac and all them telling everybody to suck it. <laughs> That's right. And then forcing That's a good way to put to it. it. Um, so Mongo Zuma, a Lions fan. Lions have only had a peephole for the last fifty nine years. However, are now taking bids on instilling a nice picture window. Hopefully, the project goes as planned. Yeah, I think, I think I think first they got to get one of those like. Have you ever seen those little tiny bathroom bathroom windows that are like at the top of the shower that are like a five by seven basically? And it's basically yeah. just for like just to vent like the steam out. Like that's the kind of window they're getting right now, and like then they might be able to upgrade to like a 
uh, a window that's like right above your kitchen sink that's like a little bit smaller. <laughs> well, so but, this next user then, like, is pretty online with like you. A full double window here soon. This next user was pretty online with you in their response where I said, a peephole. I feel like we've been locked in a windowless cellar this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, they have been rebuilding since 1959. Let's see. And then next one's a Tampa fan. No one wants to hear about that. You yeah. got Tom Brady. There is no window. They have two Super Bowls in this. This next this one was fun. Dallas is about to be in danger, says a Bills fan. Assassin yeah, in Valhalla. And then the re- the next thing that said the the comment on that was next year seventy three percent of their cap goes to just seven players. Not a great spot to be in for the Buccaneers. No, this was about this was about the Cowboys. Oh, and then yeah, I mean a lot of those players won't be there in two years. So, and then it goes on, and the Cowboys fan says, "I would assume most playoff teams are similar, though." Like the Rams are probably putting all their money on Stafford, Ramsey, and Donald. And then they don't have any picks. Vi- user Vitamin Plus, Chief, who's a Chiefs fan, comes in, saves the day with funny. The Saints are spending 110% of their cap on players that aren't on the team. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And uh weren't the Chiefs didn't the Chiefs have like three dollars of cap space like two years ago when they signed yeah. everybody yeah like three um, whole dollars like three american dollars when they signed patrick mahomes to a half a billion dollar contract like dallas has a good front office like they will figure it out we always figure it yeah. out like i'm not worried about it they, they, they know how to flex the cap and they're they're not outrageous like they they don't need to re-sign that many guys like yeah, they'll be able to figure it out. There, it's not like they're yeah, losing yeah. all their talent this year. Yeah, and we don't, we won't have a whole lot of dead money with some of those big contracts that won't be there in two years. Yeah, um, and then so user Gabe Def, a Bears fan, crushed my soul by saying Bears totally. Mac only has a few seasons left to learn QB. The bear, uh, Matt? I said that poorly. Uh, Let me say oh, it again. Oh, uh, Mac, Mac only has a few seasons left to learn QB. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone in the offseason. And then a Bengals fan came in and just suplexed me by saying, did it open, though? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it never uh, opened. He's right. They're all well, right. You were installing it when the double doink happened and like the whole wall just like shattered. Yeah. The house, then, the house fell down. Yeah. It just and then they caved could, in. They, then they couldn't afford to fix it. So they just like surrounded you with like plywood and just like built you a plywood box and just set you in there. And like, this is good for the time being. Yeah. So that's really all I got from there. Um, one thing that was funny I saw yesterday was like, every team's record since 2006 and like the Rams record since 2006 is still atrocious. It's like, they've been really pretty good since 20, 2015. I think. Yeah. Winning season every year. I think it's just like how bad, like 
you just need to think back to how bad they were for that like entire decade before McVeigh got there. It just like blew my mind. I forgot about it. They had two first overall picks. Yeah. And And a second overall. And a second overall. Who was the second overall they took? Oh, uh, Chris Long. Chris Long. But they also took uh, Greg. uh, The the the. Oh, Robinson. Yeah, yes, they had two number two overall picks. Yeah, because they took Greg Robinson. Was that in the Bortles draft? I don't remember. Might who have went, been. Who? I I think that was who went one that year. Was that Eric Fisher year? Yeah, I think so. Eric Fisher. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that that's Midland 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 Texas native Eric Fisher. Was he really? I think so. Or no, no, never mind. That's there's there's another Eric Fisher who say, played for the Bengals. Think, no, no, oh, that's yeah. the wrong Eric Fisher. Yeah, Eric Fisher, the one that went to the Chiefs. Yeah, because he was a Big Ten guy. Yeah, you don't really see Texas guys go to the Big Ten very often. No. Uh, so, yeah, he's from he's from Michigan. Yeah. To and our viewers, that. Cupcake is showing you our Reddit page. Go join it. Yeah, there's Talk a lot to us in the lounge. We'll, we'll respond if you go chat. I, I need to figure out how to use that lounge, but we'll, I'll definitely mix it up with the boys in there once once I yeah. figure out technology. All these, we post uh, all snap, our picks in here daily. All these snap, all these snap faces and uh, the tweet books and stuff like that. These kids and their technology. Yep. But... Um, you got anything else? What's going on this weekend? Texas Tech's playing uh, Mississippi State. We just beat the piss out of them in football. We might as well do it in basketball. That'll be might fun. as well. That'll be fun. Uh, Texas, I'll be golfing. Oh, so <laughs> before before we record next week, Tech plays UT in Lubbock. If you're not a college basketball fan, but you like college atmospheres. Just turn on that game. It's probably it's going to be, gonna be most, rowdy. It's going to be the most electric game all season by a fan base. And if we lose, I will be absolutely crushed. But I am so damn excited for that game. It's on the second. They, they're not going to lose. I believe it's Tuesday. <laughs> they're not going to uh, lose that game. Yeah, I mean, Texas is the only team in the Big 12 that hasn't beat a top 25 opponent all year. Um, and there's still rumblings behind the scenes, supposedly, Everything everybody thinks there's an they're an insider. Then they go put their information on Twitter, and I was like, if anybody's feeding you inside information, and you're putting it on Twitter, you're probably not getting good inside information. But all this inside information from these uh, Twitter heroes are still saying that, like, yeah, like literally Chris anything Beard I... is like on the hottest of seats, like maybe gone before the season hot seat, which would be freaking hilarious. Yeah, um, and we already. Took one of their top prospects that did we? quit on, yeah, Jalen Tyson. He was originally coming to Tech, then he followed Beard. Oh, to that's UT, right. And then he didn't even last like two weeks, and he was like, "F this, I'm out." Came back to Tech, and most guys when they transfer, they kind of stay away from the program until it's time to like ramp back up. Now this this homie's like just sitting on the bench, like 
chilling with the boys. Like he can't play till next year, but he's like at every game. He sits on the bench. Like he studies the game. He gets to see Mark Adams work. He gets to see that defense work. I'm so excited for him. I think he's going to so be incredible. Was Chris Beard just a product of Mark Adams? Uh, I think so. Um, Chris Beard has a history of recruiting very, very, very talented players that don't want to play for him after. Oh yeah. Uh, it happened all the time tech. at Tech. It, all, yeah. all the top recruits we got left after, like within a year before the season. Yeah, Jemias Ramsey was the only one that stuck around. Mm-hmm. Like big, big, like I think uh, Namari Namari Burnett that went to Alabama. I think was the highest recruit. He left after two games that he started. Uh, Jemias Ramsey was like I think the third best recruit we had in basketball history. He stayed for the full season, but he yeah. dipped quick after like. Yeah, he, he was like, I'm even, out after that one year. Yeah, he, he never didn't even think about and, coming back. And he, and he, like he was a high draft pick either. Yeah, he was second rounder. Uh, no, did he go in the first? No, I think he Late was second. first. He was like the last pick of the first round. Okay. I think. But I mean, he would have been a lottery guy if he would have stayed around another year. So, um, and if I remember correctly, he came from like a decent family. So it wasn't really like a money thing. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for the man's money, but uh, it's usually kind of telling uh, when a guy like that can increase his future pays by not just pay, but opportunity. You know, yeah. a, a lottery pick gets a lot more chances than the thirtieth pick. Oh yeah, big time. And you, know, I mean, you could get stuck in the G League and never get noticed because, like, the entire. I mean, the G League's gotten so good these days that if you get sent down, you you have to really like, yeah, be dominant to come out because they've actually developed a, a minor league system that somewhat works. Yeah. So uh, something fun when you we mentioned that insider thing, it's like any information I do happen to get at it's just like people are just like. You can't like it. You got to put that in a lockbox, you know. Like you, yeah. you're not allowed to share it. So like, yeah, some some people who spew out insider info, it just is questionable. The, they, they go, they go, they go buy a new pair of Jordans on the weekends, and the dude at Foot Locker's like, "Hey, Chris Beard was in here the other day, and he was talking about he might get fired." And they just take him at his word, and they're like, "Oh, I got a, I got an inside source from a guy that knows Chris Beard well." And it's like <laughs> some dude at Foot Locker that's never even met him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I, I should go start working at Foot Locker if they get all that inside info. <laughs> hey man, you. I wouldn't say Foot Locker necessarily, but like places that sell like nice shoes, like I bet they get some inside information in those college towns. Yeah, probably. But you got to be like the guy to go to for sneakers. Oh, lids. Maybe a lids. Yeah, I don't know if college kids hang out in the mall too much anymore these days, though. Did they ever? <laughs> Jared Bernal did. <laughs> Shout out Jared Bernal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll end it there. All right. Let's go homies. win some money. Let's go win some money. Don't sleep on the Lions, especially Adios. this week. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good.